This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Heidi Mike or Hannah Tukawingawa and you're listening to That's the Ticket. Now, I'm just going to start off with a wee bit of a warning. Uh, buckle up for a bloody good episode. Uh, my bold boys are back. Well, half of them. Um, it's become a tradition of sorts for me to interview uh, Bold Theatre's Nick Brain Ray Powell at least once a year ahead of Bold Theatre shows. And um, I haven't got Ray today. I've got Nick. Um, Ray, you're in our thoughts, mate. Um, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just not here. But uh, kia ora, Nick. Thanks for joining me today. Kia ora. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, it's, it's, it's good to have you back, to be honest, because I feel like this year, um, knock on wood, we're in a bit of a better position than we were last year. Because I feel like I had you and Ray on uh, twice in 2021 to talk about assassins. Yeah, I think, I think we had at least a couple of... Uh bites at the apple then. Um, this year has been, yeah, as you say, touch wood, good so far. We've had a few um, little hiccups during the rehearsal process with occasionally uh, the musical director and the choreographer um, and other cast members just having little uh, bouts of sickness every now and again, but um, we've, we've had the time and been able to get through it, so we're ready to... Full steam ahead into the production scene. Full steam scene. ahead. And uh, the production in question is uh, That Bloody Woman, a uh, modern Kiwi classic that I actually had the uh, pleasure of seeing a few years ago. I feel like it was 2018. It came to Clarence Street. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe 2017, I think. Oh, but, yeah, it was a few years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bloody good show, and yes, I'm going to keep making that joke because there aren't many opportunities um, I get to do that. But... Uh, yeah, that bloody woman. And I feel like this one's been on the cards for a bit. But I think it's just because you announced, well, Bold Theatre announced that that bloody woman was going to hit the meteor stage in 2022 around the time that Assassins was running. And then I think just for myself, I had um, one of your co-directors, Courtney Mail, on That's the Ticket ahead of the auditions to talk about the show. So at least in the Hannisphere, it's, I've been building up to it for a few months now. Yeah, and I think it's been sort of... Um, it has been building a lot. Obviously, uh, one of the other co-directors, Kyle Churn, was in the original production, the original touring production around New Zealand. Um, so it's a show that he obviously knows very well. Um, and a number of people in Hamilton saw it when it came through, really liked it. And, and then in the last few years, those the rights to be able to put it on have become available. And so it's sort of, it's always been one of those um, New Zealand shows that, people knew eventually would be would be coming and would be awesome to do and and to bring um bring to life with a local cast i mean absolutely I, I couldn't agree more that it's such a great show to be doing and such a great show uh to be doing in hamilton it's got big wahine toy energy and uh the reason why i'm going to start with the plot summary and then nick can probably take over because you're a lot more qualified than i 
But the whole kind of premise of that bloody woman is it's uh, Kate Shepard's story, essentially. Yeah, it sort of it tells her story, obviously with a, a big focus on the uh, suffrage movement and um, getting New Zealand to being the point of the first country in the world to give women the vote. But I think it also is very much sort of providing the the backstory that um, you know her motivations for wanting to do that as someone who moved to uh, New Zealand um, in the eighteen hundreds. Great year, <laughs> and. Um, so yeah, sort of, and and some of the the relationships that she had with those around her, her mm. husband, her friends, um, the Prime Minister Richard Dick Seddon, and you know, and obviously that has been dramatised somewhat, but it sort of it shows a um, a really nuanced and quite complex array of of relationships that she had with different people while she was uh, driving this particular political movement. I mean, that's an apt description. And I will say this show, it does a lot in like a short amount of time because not only does it cover all the things that you've just mentioned, Nick, but from a genre perspective, it is not what you expect in that it is like a punk rock musical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't, like, you, you don't immediately go, okay, Kate Shepard, you know, leading the woman movement for women to get the vote in New Zealand in the 1800s and then go, yep, punk music, that connects. But, like, it works like you'd never expect. And I feel like we're going to get into this more. But I feel like the best way to describe um, what I've been trying to talk about is by playing some songs from the show. And um, Nick's been awesome enough to bring a couple of songs um, with him uh, for me to play with him suggested. Uh, that implies that like he's bought in like a CD or something, which, you know, I'd allow. But uh, no, using the uh, magic of uh, the internet, um, I'm going to play right on. And um, is there any kind of... Anything you want to say about this track, Nick? So this is a song that probably... It's kind of just after the halfway point in the musical. Um, it kind of has this, like... I think on the on the score it says driving meatloaf-style song. So it's not quite punk, but it's in that kind of classic rock vibe. Um, and it's really about the, the time in the story when Kate is sort of shepherding all of the um, the suffrage movement to get out there and spread the word, you know, ride on out into the out into the country with the flyers um, and and kind of start really pushing that message to the wider public. Right on. Um, we'll be back. Enjoy fam.
right, all right, all right. That was my one chance to do that joke, and I feel like that wasn't the great time to do it. Um, you're listening to Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Uh, that's the ticket with Hannah Mooney, special guest Nick Bray, and um, I've managed to summon Kate Shepherd. Not <laughs> yeah, she's back Surprise! From the dead. Wow, how do you do that? Is that your Kate Shepherd voice? Uh, no, yeah, she's back. No, from she's the just dead. more. She's more here. She's more. Hi, I'm Kate Shepherd. Isn't she? Yeah. I don't know. That's about right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just what an Depends intro. On she's in. <laughs> Depends what how yeah, playful she can, she's being. She can be here or she can be. But yeah, how playful she is. <laughs> she changes. This okay. Um. This is Jane Leonard, by the way. Kia ora. <laughs> Jane Leonard toko ingoa. Uh, kia ora. Kia ora. Um, thanks for popping in, mate. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Oh, any time. <laughs> it's, it's not every day I get to talk to Kate Shepard. And by I should explain myself. Jane is actually playing um, Kate in That Bloody Woman, correct? Yes, I am. That's yeah. Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, I'm like, have you learned the lines? Uh, <laughs> ask, asking for a mate. Nah, um, but I, I feel like it's, it's good because um, at the top of the show I was talking about how, you know, every year I have a bit of a bold special on That's the Ticker and I usually have Ray and Nick, but I feel like it's fitting when we're talking about that bloody woman to kind of shake it up, bring some wahine toy energy into the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nice little... Collab between you and I, I feel like we can we can do this. If we didn't already have the vote, I feel like combined we could get it. Like, well, one hundred percent. There's a vibe here. Yeah. It's power. Like, I can feel Nick's energy. It's like, whoa. Like, yeah, yeah. And don't uh, get intimidated. Nick. It's fine. Okay. Oh. But no, two two serious things. Uh, like that bloody woman. Um, obviously, this is probably a question you're getting um, asked often as we get closer and closer to the show opening on. Uh, sorry, what is the opening date? Twenty sixth of August and running till the third of September at the Meteor Theatre. But how's it all going, mate? How's the show going? It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You live laughing and loving. I'm live laughing and loving. It's all it, you know. It's a, it's a big role. Yeah. Because she's basically on stage the whole time. No pressure. No pressure. So, you know, there's a bit to do, isn't there? Mm. But um, our cast is gorgeous. They sound amazing. The energy um, is like my cloak, I guess. That's That's how it feels. It It feels very supported by the whole crew. Um, And, yeah, yeah, it's, it's... Really good. But it's really good. That's that's what we like to hear. <laughs> um, before we, before actually before we even started the show, I was like, Nick, I'm like, so how's it really going? And he's like, No, it's feeling really good. And I'm like, Are You just saying that? And he's like, No, it's great. And no, I'm like, like, Yeah, this is what we want. Yeah, and obviously, like we've had like some hiccups with you know COVID and people being sick, and it's the winter, and it's mm. just like that just happens. But. Every, we've got a full set of understudies for everything. We've got swings as well. So, you know, everybody pulls together at the end of the day. And um, so we've been able to kind of overcome those obstacles yeah. very easily. So, yeah, no, we're... I, I just... I can't get... I can't wait to get ready to just run, run and run and run. Yeah. Just to get that rhythm. Because that's the... I think that's one of the hardest things about a show like this. Yeah, it's going to be high high energy, high effort, and um, so I think, the, you know, the next few weeks it's just going to be everybody's 
fitness levels, show oh, fitness yeah. levels are going to be going up mm. and up yeah. to build for um, for opening night. Is it is it quite intense physically? It's just the choreo like out of this world? Yeah, Lauren is... Oh, I love Lauren. Lauren Mann, I saw her on stage in Hamilton Operatic Society's production of Chicago last yes. year. Yes. Couldn't look away. I know. Incredible. She's, well, one, she's just an incredible artist, performer, dancer, yeah. but also as a choreographer... It's just she, the energy that she brings to her choreography is just incredible. And yes, they are very busy, very active. Mm. And she puts us through our paces for our warm ups. They're like, you know, going to a Les Mills kind of like boot camp <laughs> like class, body attack. like before every rehearsal. So it's 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 intense, but it's good because we need it for endurance. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's it's intense subject matter as well. I think one hundred percent. You need that like kind of yeah. like energy to be resonating, vibrating in your body to like get it out there. I was going to say punch people in the face, but like with energy, not like literally. I was going to say, do you have to punch anyone in the face in the show? No, it would be okay. it'd be out of character for Kate. Yeah, to do that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's she, a good thing to she know. She was still a lady. Yeah, and yeah. So she she said she won through her ideas and yeah. Not by and her wit, yeah, yeah. Not through her aggression. physical aggression. I feel like if <laughs> she, you know, if podcasting was a thing back then, she she would have absolutely killed. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. She would have led the led the game. Yeah, I know. I would. I would have had my work cut out for me, but. <laughs> So, uh, as we've been, uh, you know, talking about that bloody woman running at the Meteor August 26th to the 3rd of September, uh, tickets are available now via the Meteor website. I believe they're $30 concession and $40 general admission. And I do just want to hark back to um, how you guys did quite a cool thing for your early bird deal, which is how I got my tickets, but they did, like, $10 off because Kate's on the $10 note, and I'm like, (laughs) that's nice. That makes me want to book in advance. And so if you're listening right now, you should also book in advance uh, because that's what we want and that's the ticket. And um, nothing kind of helps you sleep at night more than ticket security. Um, that's that's my uh, PSA for the day, I think. But uh, back to you two. Um, I always ask this question, Nick, this is probably like the 600th time that I've asked you this question, um, but I'm sure you'll be a pro at it now. But uh, kind of, I always like to ask about people's creative histories. So if you want, you can just give the bold version if, if you want to do the fast version, Nick. So I think this is my fourth show with Bold. So I did yeah. Dogfight a few years ago and then Assassins last year. The year before that, we had the smaller concert series of the Bold Experience. Uh, so this will be my fourth time working with them, second time with... Kyle, or thir- third time with Kyle directing and mm. first time with Courtney and Lauren and the um, creative team as well. So it's, um, you know, I think one of the really fun things with working with Bold is there's always like new people and whether yeah. it's in the, they're bringing in new people through the cast or different creatives. So it's sort of, um, you do get those like different patterns and, and workflows and, and ideas as much as anything coming through, which is really cool. Beautiful. I mean, they do make some bold choices um, with their creative teams and their cast. <coughs> Jane. No. <laughs> no, I feel like, I mean, you're a bold choice in a, in a good way, right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean I've, I've heard a lot about you. 
Like I oh, feel like I hope, I hope good things. <laughs> no, good things. Um, I mean, I feel like you you've got you know you've got some chops. You've been around the block a few times. Yeah, you've you done a few, you've done a few shows, <laughs> eh? Shows. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, this is your first with Bold, right? This is my first with Bold. First musical in Hamilton. Musical in Hamilton. I did do Madagascar. That's right. Madagascar last year. I was uh, the hippo, Gloria. Okay. It's a great time. She's versatile, guys. She's (laughs) versatile. She can also play a hippo. Um, (laughs) Didn't you do a... um, Were you in a cabaret show at Clarence Street? Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. Naughty and Nice. Nice. Jane and Friends. Yeah, it was a time. It was a lovely evening. Um... But yeah, so I haven't really done a lot because I'm busy being a tutor at Wintech. Yeah. That's my um, main mahi, but also still am trying to work as much as I can outside doing my own creative projects. And this being one of them. So it's my first bold gig, but um, I've been working professionally for nearly 10 years. Okay. Predominantly in musical theatre around New Zealand um, and also theatre and Māori theatre. Um, and yeah, yeah, and I'm here kind of based in Hamilton now, so it's pretty cool to be involved in some great projects and being involved in a show like Bloody Woman because I'm good friends with both the writers, um, with oh, Luke just, and Greg. You just put that in, in the chillest way possible, but please go on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm for friends with both the writers, Luke and Greg, um, and... I remember before this even was like first workshopped having a cup of tea with Luke about this show and so seeing its kind of growth and pathway it's taken has been so cool and it's really cool to just now like sing and speak the words of my friends you know I mean that's incredible it's not every day I have someone on that's the ticket who's like, oh, yeah, I, I know the people who wrote this and stuff and now I'm in the show. Well, you know, like, you know, well, it's a small industry in yeah, New Zealand. Yeah. And, you know, I, I used to be based in Christchurch and that's okay. where both of them yeah. are. Well, well, we're from, are from. <laughs> <laughs> that connects. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you're having this kind of full circle moment. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah as, it's really as an cool. audience member, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it. I was I was saying to Nick that I've got tickets to closing night, so you know you've got to be good by then. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. Eh? <laughs> I hope. I hope. Like I've just nailed it by. Th- yeah, I've, hopefully I've nailed it. I think that the other thing night. we should um, we should mention is that while Jane is um, the the lead Kate, we also have an understudy mm-hmm. for Kate, mm-hmm. uh, who is Helen Drysdale Dunn. And she will be going on for the first Sunday show and then the matinee for the last Saturday. So that will be Sunday the 28th and Saturday the 3rd. Okay. So probably the better thing to do than just buying tickets for any show would be to buy tickets for both of them and then you can compare yeah. and contrast. Okay. Oh, don't compare. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's no, a just competition. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can... Appreciate, appreciate what both, both bring to the role. Yeah. Should I just do both shows? Because I've already got tickets to final night. Should I do that do final match? Do a double well? Saturday. Do Why not? I've got nothing else to do. That's a lie. <laughs> but, yeah, it'll do, be fine. Do, do both. Go grab some kai and a drink in between and then come yeah. back to the theatre. Oh, there'd just yeah. be a lot, though. 
It would be a lot, but... I mean, I'm not saying yeah. no, because I feel like that's definitely up my street doing something like that. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the first time. <laughs> It'd be the first time for this. Maybe just need some earplugs for you guys and your, your punk music. Yeah, it's extreme. It's going to be big. Yeah. <laughs> have you sent letters to the neighbours? Oh, I mean, what? Animates next door? <laughs> Um, the police station, yeah. we may need to send them okay. to the police station across yeah. the road, but I think we'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I was kidding, but I appreciate the kind of the general consideration of my silly questions. Um, but no, back on the show, obviously you've name-dropped some of uh, your lovely creative team, Lauren Mann on choreography, Nix on uh, musical directing, and then you've got Courtney Mail and Kyle Chu in co-directing. How is it having two directors, Jane? Well, in the past, I've struggled with the two director thing because I think sometimes you can get two opposite ways of directing and ideas and sometimes they conflict. But mm. with these two, not so much at all. Like, And I think what's cool is that Courtney brings something new because Carl was in the original cast yeah. of That Bloody Woman. Um he obviously he did it so he's got different ways of looking at it now and she has different ideas but they all like mish mash mm. beautifully into this gorgeous I, I'm doing something with my hands right now and it's like I'm making a lovely squishy ball of ideas and that's what it's like because it's the only way I can describe it that was beautiful radio subtitles and I really appreciate yep. you just picking that up okay. you're a natural mate um, <laughs> no but it, it is great because it's it's awesome um that the show is such a collaborative effort because i mean what you were saying earlier about um you know your fellow castmates feeling like a kind of cloak of confidence or cloak mm. of just being able to do what you need to do and i think that's just such a lovely thing um to be fostering in the theater community and yes. I'm, i feel like bold has a history of that because a lot of um their past productions have been very kind of like ensemble focused if that makes sense yeah do you, do you i think what I'm I, I think it does and I, I don't know if that's necessarily like a, a specific um choice of theirs to you know do ensemble focused shows it might mm. just be that the types of shows they pick happen to to come out like that and I think it also like it it comes from the the top down as they say in terms of like what Charlotte and Ray what they bring as as producers and and leaders within the the bold Fano and and then that kind of then flows down into I guess sort of their expectations of like the directors and other creatives and that then flows down into the cast and so it's kind of everybody's just sort of you know they they set this ethos that we're all working together and and I think like Jane mentioned the the fact that we've got lots of understudies mm. and then a few other people who are um, basically on standby from outside of the the main cast but you know like they they are there and they recognize what their role is and ready to go on but they might not and so but they're still part of the the overall the big family and so i think that's something that um ray and charlotte have done a, a an amazing job at fostering and then it just kind of you know spreads throughout the whole company really which is great oh how good eh and um you know Time is uh, really running on and I want to try and squish in as many That Bloody Woman tracks as possible. 
And um, I've got another one brought to the show, uh, again by Nick, and it's called Two Johns. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if anyone wants to give me some background, that would be great. Just because wow. if we go on title alone, I'm slightly confused. <laughs> two Johns uh, talks about two Johns. Um, Sir John Hall and Sir John... Balance. I was like, what are the lyrics, Jane? Sir John Wall and Sir John Balance. Um, one who represented the Liberal Party, one who represented... So it was like National and Labour. Let's think okay. about it like that. Yep. And she needed to get these men both on board so the bill could start going through Yeah, mm-hmm. for women to get the vote. Yep. Um, so preface to the song happening... Our lovely Richard Dick Seddon um, makes a comment about women um, being, um, I'm not going to say the word that we use in the show, but being scandalous, okay. scandally clad, and um, or either the scandally clad women or mothers. And so the way that we do the song is it's a little bit of a, um, how do I put this nicely? A kind of... It's in the in the show, it sort of is like deliberately done as like sort of like a, a ridiculous male fantasy kind yes. of okay. kind of vibe. Yes. And That's it's sort exa- of thank you. As if it was like Sir John Hall and Sir John Balance imagining how this is all going to roll out. Okay. And that's there's a lot of then yeah. jokes and layers that kind of work to undercut that, but it it has that comic playfulness to it. Yes. All right, let's uh, let the music speak for itself, eh? But you guys had a jolly good crack at it. Because I I will say, it's very (laughs) difficult to explain aspects of the show without, like, saying a swear or, like, saying something (laughs) vague. Yeah, I was like, I can't, how am I going to do this? Yeah, (laughs) but you you did a good job. But uh, here's to John's whanau. Just for you. That's why we're real men with 
That was two Johns from uh, That Bloody Woman. And I'm very pleased to be joined by two Johns. Well, no, not quite. But I've, I've got Kate Shepard. Well, I've got Jane Leonard, who's portraying uh, Kate Shepard in Bold Theatre's upcoming production of That Bloody Woman at The Meteor, and Nick Bray, their um, oh-so-humble but ever-talented musical director. So, dream team. Uh, sorry, Ray. No. <laughs> 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 Got to put in the little Easter eggs for Ray. But uh, as that song was playing, um, you know, we were just having a quarter it all off air, and so now I'm going to bring it on air because no one is safe. And I just want to ask you guys... <laughs> I'm glad you laughed because I'm like, otherwise that's how to kill the vibe instantly. But, uh, no, I want to ask if you guys have any favourites um, from the show. I can start with mine if you need time to think. Yeah, yeah, do that. Um, Enough is one of my favourites. I played it on that's the ticket when I had Courtney Mail on the show to talk about auditions. I just find it's very baller and it just makes me feel, like, motivated to do anything, you know? Mm. Need to load the dishwasher? Put on enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, just, you know, gets the people going. (laughs) It does. Whereas I imagine your your guys' answers are probably um, informed by either, you know, which one you like singing the most or which ones you enjoy kind of making the music happen for. Mm. Mm. Uh, I've got a couple. Can I say a couple? I'm yeah. Just, just can't. I'll so allow I, it. I enjoy Hands Off My Property because it's just so funny. And it's just like this glam rock moment that pops out of like nowhere. And it's just it's just hilarious, and I love it. But I think I I enjoy the times because Kate is so high energy, basically the whole time, and really kind of holds up a little bit of a wall mm. because you know she wants to stay safe. So the moments, the kind of like tempest for me is is a it's a nice time because I can just kind of like let that veil go mm-hmm. and it's the same for um for helen's song um quarter acre, quarter dream. acre dream oh that is that's that's quite high on my list which as is well. which is such a beautiful song and it's and I, I i love that it adds to that it's not a lull it's not a lull in energy in the show but it's just it it connects the heart of the piece yeah you know connects to the real heart the knuckle of the energy of the piece you know yeah like it kicks so. you in the guts just as much as the kind of like rah, rah, rah yeah. so it's just a different way but you yeah. still get that kind of as i say kick in the guts yeah in a positive way guys positive way mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but nick any favorites you want to mention no pressure but also a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> well i i mean i've had a um a few Students sing Tempest before, mm-hmm. and and obviously it's in the show, and so I've always like, yeah, have a really real soft spot for that. I think partly because it's so, and have come to appreciate it more as Jane sort of mentioned within the context of the show because it's so musically sparse and like restrained, and there's a real um, beauty in that, and also like I guess from a um, creative perspective like it's kind of challenging to like you have to be so held back with it in order to let it breathe like you if you put any more notes that were in there that you know than what's on the page or something then it would start sounding too full and it would lose all its what makes it so powerful so I really like Mm -hmm. that kind of tension that's in that song Um, 
and then I think from in terms of what you know working with the cast I really like um a song change doesn't come free which is sort oh, of like yeah. the turning point um number four for Kate where she sees the um Mary Levitt and that kind of inspires her to to go on her journey and it's just got some like really nice gospel harmonies for the full cast to come together and um so it kind of there's a big shift after that in the in the show so it's that one's always a really nice one to play that one is a good one i think i also had uh played that one uh when i had courtney on the show um gets me in the feels because like not gonna lie i do actually listen to the that bloody woman soundtrack like at least <laughs> once a week like and this this was even like pre-bold like announcing that they were doing it because i'm just one of those people who i'm like i'm obsessed with this now i'm just gonna listen to it until i die <laughs> and so i limit myself to like one listen a week so i don't get sick of it <laughs> But um, to those of you listening who were like, what are all these songs they're talking about? Um, the full album uh, with the original cast, including uh, co-director of this season, uh, Kyle Chewin, he's featured on it, um, is available on most uh, mainstream streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, probably YouTube. Don't quote me on that, though. Um, but, yeah, highly recommend Although I'd be interested to know um, your guys' opinions on this because I'm the sort of person, if I'm going to see a musical, especially if it's a musical that I haven't seen before, I like to listen to it before to like so I get some background. But whereas other kind of people in my friend group are like, no, nah, I just want to go and experience it without knowing anything about it. So where do you guys sit in that? If, if it were you, are you a listen before, do you research before or are you a go experience it? a good question isn't it it's a really good question i think i'd probably say listen to i think like particularly with this one like the actual recording is um some of the songs have been condensed a little bit just Mm. for the recording and there's also quite a few other songs that are not on the album so i think it's like it kind of ticks the best of both worlds you get like a little bit of a taster some of the the catchy numbers but there's still sometimes if you like get to the end and like, oh, okay, I don't really need to go see it now. Yeah, no. There's still a lot to, to take in and and kind of understand how all of it works in context because their songs are quite different when you just yeah. listen to them back-to-back on Spotify or something. So yeah. um, that's my take. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like thinking, like, have I done that prior to seeing a show? And maybe I have, but I'm just thinking of like back in the day when theatre wasn't musical theatre wasn't as easily easily available. accessible yeah. or like on YouTube. It's like you know I played and played and played and played my CD of Sarah Brightman with Infantile with Opera. You know, like played and played and played from a very very small age. Yeah, um, and like like yeah, and that really introduces you to. But now there's like. You know, it's, it's just so accessible and more people are putting on shows. And I think it, it was a show that I didn't really know well. I kind of want to go in and just be surprised. And, yeah. then, and then maybe later, then I can check out what the Broadway cast did, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Both valid answers that I will <laughs> decide to accept today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's interesting you saying honing um, Sarah Brightman. Yeah. In your youth on, in Phantom. For me, I was talking to um, my sister the other day, Kilda Missy, um, about how our album of that equivalent was um, the original Broadway cast recording of Wicked. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Well, because I saw it when I was about, I feel like I was like 13. Mm. And I saw it in Australia and I knew nothing about it before I saw it. And then I saw it and then my mum bought the CD at like the merch stand. And then I just have vivid memories of like, that was the first time I felt like old enough to like firstly understand the whole like plot of a musical and stuff. And then feel like I was able to like listen to the whole thing start to finish and like pay attention, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just always stuck with me. It's weird how musical theatre's like that, eh? Oh, yeah. Like, I've, I had that with Hamilton when it came oh, yeah. out on, like, before it was, uh, you know, on Disney Plus and all that. Mm. And before it kind of even became popular, I'd listened to it, like, two years prior and was absolutely obsessed. Yeah, I it loved was, it. That was definitely one of the soundtracks of my uh, university education. <laughs> it was Hamilton, Waitress, Spring Awakening, and Heathers. I just used to cycle Beautiful. between all four of them. Um, like the musical theatre nerd I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, as we're kind of nearing uh, the end of That's the Ticket, because time flies when you're talking about musical theatre, it seems, um, I do want to be a bit cheeky and ask you guys if you've got anything else kind of like on the books or any other upcoming projects outside of that bloody woman that you're allowed to talk about. Totally fine if you're not, because often people kind of have stuff that's on the down low. But if you want to kind of spill the tea, it's just me and maybe a few listeners. Safe space. I'll spill, I'll spill my tea <laughs> yes. anytime. Um, I do actually have... A, have. Oh, so it's the 9th today, isn't it? It is. Is it the 9th? It's the 9th of August yes. today. So on the 11th of uh, August, um, uh, I've got a... It's a... So I'll just preface. Okay, so... Um, Involved with Tipo Theatre, which is the Māori Theatre Company in Auckland, or a Māori Theatre Company in Auckland, um, myself and some other amazing wahine have created a piece called Kōpū, which is about b- being a Māori, uh, a wahine Māori, being um, what is it like to be a wahine Māori now um, in this present time and what that represents. Um, and we've got a wee like digital preview that's happening on on Thursday. Yeah. Um, that you can look up on Facebook. You can look up on Facebook, or you can find it on the Tipo website. Um, so you can have a look at a digital preview, and then our main show is in May next year okay. at Tipo Theatre. I'm glad there's a bit of a gap because I'm like, you've you've still got to do that bloody woman, mate. Come on. No, no, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then I do have another gig. I'm not going to be here in term four at Wintech. I do have another gig in Otautahi at the Court Theatre, and I can't say what the gig is oh because. My gosh. Like they haven't announced the cast yet, okay. but I'm sure if you look up what's happening at the end of the year at the Court Theatre, you'll be able to figure out what that show is. Okay, if you've already <laughs> looked it up, please call in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, I like that. That was a solid tea spill. Thank you, Jane. No, no problem. Um, Nick, anything else on the cards for you that you're allowed to talk about? Yeah, so uh, I will be co-musical director for Greece at the end of the year with. Uh, oh Clarence yes, I heard that auditions this weekend. That's just been were massive. It was a long, long uh, weekend. Yep, but that's going to be fantastic. And again, there's going to be an awesome cast um, getting announced for that pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll also be kind of, I guess, going out through social media and stuff. But the WinTech Performing Arts cohort are doing a little niche musical called Hands on a Hard Body 
in November, which should be a lot of lot of fun with um, with our students. So, look, very much looking forward to that. Okay, nice to see that you are keeping busy and not taking a break. By the sounds of it, love that for you. Um, <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, uh, thanks for uh, joining me on the show today, guys. I know that you're like pretty busy gearing up for production, so I really do appreciate you guys taking the time uh, to give me the inside scope, as it were. And uh, to play you guys out, um, I'm not going to do another song from the show because otherwise there won't be any left um, <laughs> as a surprise. But I feel like the song is fitting. Um, it's been absolutely killing it on the TikTok lately. It's uh, Lizzo's About Damn Time. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, we're talking about women getting the vote and the feminist movement and stuff, and I feel like About Damn Time kind of encapsulates that, or at least yes, encapsulates the Lizzo, vibe of the show. Is feminism embodied, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, fair warning to listeners, there may or may not be a wee swear in here. It is um, the clean radio version, but I believe they still use the B word because we're allowed to do that on radio. Mm. But... Uh, you have been warned. <laughs> what a way to go out, uh, go out, guys. Are you stoked? <laughs> but uh, cheers, team. Thank you very much. It's bad, bitch, a clock. Yeah, it's thick, 30. I've been through a lot, but I'm still flirty. Is everybody back up in the building? Tell me how you're healing Cause I'm about to get into my feelings How you feeling? How you feel right now? Trying to bring out the fat bitlers Cause I give a fuck way, way too much I'ma need like two shots in my cup Wanna get up, wanna get down mm, That's how I feel right now
that was Lizzo's It's About Damn Time. Um, a fitting track uh, to be playing out the lovely Nick Bray and Jane Lennon from Bold Theatre's upcoming production of That Bloody Woman, which is opening at the Meteor in just over two weeks. Uh, you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Uh, my lovely guests have had to depart. Lots of mahi uh, for them getting that show ready for the stage. And uh, now I'm just going to go into uh, upcoming events because it really wouldn't be an episode of That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney if I didn't kind of put a spotlight on some of the cool creative things happening in Kirikiriroa. And I feel like I say this every list, but uh, uh, every week, but uh, please do not consider this a definitive list. There's always so much on um, that if I was going to try and do a definitive list that it would just be the whole show gone listing all the cool stuff happening. But uh, some of my picks, if you will, uh, in no particular order, Bold Theatre are back for 2022 with hit Kiwi musical That Bloody Woman running at The Meteor 26th of August to 3rd of September. Tickets are available now at themeteor.co.nz with $30 concession and $40 for general admission. Um, as I always say, when I list uh, upcoming events, I will be putting up links to um, the stuff I've talked about with the podcast of this episode. So if you haven't liked the, that's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page yet, now's a really good time to do it. And maybe give uh, Free FM and Bold Theatre a cheeky like on Facebook too, because um, they're always good to hear from. Um, also at the Meteor, Cinema Improviso uh, is back with the team presenting a live redubbed version of 80s sci-fi adventure, Prisoners of the Lost Universe, on Saturday the 13th of August. Um, Want to just give a cheeky shout-out uh, to friend of the show, Connor Maxwell, and the team. I'm sure you guys will absolutely kill it. Um, over at Riverley Theatre, Hamilton Playbox's Geezers is taking the stage 20th of August to 3rd of September and tickets are available now on iTicket. That's directed by the lovely Mike Williams of Back's, the Backstage Podcast. Give that a listen if you haven't yet. Um, Hamilton Operatic Society, uh, they uh, have their new downtown musical showcase at Navarra Lounge on the first Tuesday of every month. Uh, now, their one at the start of August was an absolute hit and registrations are open now until the 21st of August um, for their September uh, concert, which is Disney Dreams. Go to hamiltonoperatic.co.nz for more information and to register. And then just some updates on uh, Friends of the Show. So Raise Up Youth uh, and Newfound Sound and their newfound sound competition. I was lucky enough to uh, catch up with the winners of the Hamilton Heat, uh, Jazz and Sid, earlier this year. And uh, now they're just a couple of weeks away from the New Zealand finals in Auckland on the 27th of August. And I just kind of wanted to shout out to them and wish them the best of luck because I'm sure they're going to make Hamilton proud. If you are interested in getting along to that, tickets are available right now via iTicket. Good luck, Jazz and Sid. And then on the topic of wishing people luck, uh, the 48-hour film festival is coming with 48 hours of furious filmmaking in Hamilton on the 12th and 14th, 12th to 14th of August, sorry. Uh, so this weekend. And uh, registrations have closed, but I just wanted to wish all our Hamilton teams the best of luck ahead of this massive weekend. And now for an um, equally important segment, it's Rick's Picks time, guys. So uh, for some context, I have an Uncle Rick. He is a great listener of music, great listener of radio. And when he found out that I was starting That's the Ticket on uh, Free FM, he was like, cool, 
Hannah, I'm going to give you a list, and every week uh, you can play Rick's pick. And every week I have, and this week is no different. And I, I always try to go on theme, and uh, I've got a, a bit of a confession, Uncle Rick. Uh, today is an auspicious day because I am go- about to play my last Blondie track on the list because I feel like Blondie, that bloody woman, general, like, wahini tour energy, it's fitting. And so um, I'm going to play... I'm Gonna Love You Too uh, by Blondie for this week's Rick's pick. And then uh, I'm going to follow it up with Hopelessly Devoted to You by Olivia Newton-John because for those of you who haven't heard, um, news broke today, uh, the 9th of August, that Olivia Newton-John had passed away at the age of 73. And I know that there are a lot of musical theatre fans out there who were hopelessly devoted to Olivia and all the work she did, not only as a performer, but in the community. She did a lot for cancer research and animal welfare. So, Rick's pick and uh, a lovely tribute to Olivia Newton-John. I will catch you guys next week. Matewa.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.